0: it's the alexandra and friends podcast and we're covering the everyday issues of life health and wealth and as always we have a great panel of experts with us here is your host alexandra fincher hey everyone this is jose gillian the owner of all house barbecue located in Luzbio and carrollton you can find us at allhousebbq.com and we are the proud new sponsor of alexandra and
1: friends come and see us Good evening. Welcome to Alex Center and Friends 660 The Answer. The show is brought to you every Saturday night. Sponsored by Roberto Perez, Miller Title. And our podcast is sponsored by José Guillén with Old House Barbecue in Carrollton and Farmer's Branch. And this evening I have a special co-host with me. Miss Marshael Johnson, who was our guest and also our um, a great friend. How are you, yeah, Marshall? I'm
2: good. Thank you for inviting me back. It's wonderful to be here.
1: Well, tell everybody who you are because you were here and you were by, you were our guest at one time, and uh, and you're in the music business also.
2: Yes, what I do, I have a nonprofit organization called the Joy of Music and Movement. It's art integration program that we have here in the Dallas Fort Worth, and also. Um, we located also in New Orleans as well. Uh, we do dance and music and we also do musicals and theater. Wow. So do I do a lot of great that? things like that. And so I'm so glad to be here. And Thank you for inviting me. How's your book? It's doing pretty good. It's doing pretty What's good. What's it called? Shortcuts and Practical Ways to Survive Marriage. You know, I have to share that for being married for 36 years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Helping everybody to compromise and what it takes to remain in the fight.
1: Well, we're going to take just a few minutes. but show will come back. We want to hear, listen to the Pledge of Allegiance. Okay. By the Clark children. All right. That's wonderful. We'll be wonderful. right back. My pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for. All.
0: That was Josie Clark providing the Pledge of Allegiance, and my name is Michael Clark, and I'm handing it back to Alexandra and to Marshell Johnson.
1: So, Marshall, thank you so much for being here this evening. We thank have an you. amazing guest that we are go- that I'm going to surprise everybody on. Absolutely, because this is an amazing woman. Yes, it is an amazing lady. Yes, it is an amazing judge. Yes, it is. An amazing attorney. Yes, it is. And a former district attorney and hopefully to be the next district attorney of Dallas County.
2: Woo-hoo. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. What do you think? Should you bring her in for me? Oh, well, the remarkable, as we can say, I just happened to meet her several weeks ago and it has been a pleasure. So today we're going to introduce Miss Judge Faith. Johnson. Welcome, my well, dear.
3: Well, thank you. Thank oh. you. Thank you so much thank for you. having me, Alexandra oh, and Michelle, you. for yeah. being here as co-host. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for
1: being here this evening. We also have our, co- um, as part of my co-host this evening, our producer, Michael Clark. Yes, He loves Michael. to jump in and talk about items that are amazing. So. Absolutely. Good evening, Mr. Clark.
0: Good evening, Alexandra. It's, it's great to be here. Well, I hope so. You're yeah. the producer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the show's not going to go anywhere if I'm not here. That's right. That, that's, that's, that's right. Michael, that's you make it Mar- happen, Michael. Yeah, that's what
1: Mark <laughs> Davis said the other night. One day he was saying that he he can't do anything without his producers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess I have to follow up on that. <laughs> well, good evening, Judge. Thank you so much for being here. Thank and I'm going to say the Honorable Faith Johnson. Yes. How are you doing this evening? I
3: am doing awesome. I think I uh, I think I finally got to bed about three o'clock this morning. Uh, because I was saying, okay, I want to make certain that I'm here. I've been tight. i I've been uh, thinking about being here for the last uh, what maybe ten days. So, thank you for inviting me. I'm so looking forward to our conversation.
1: Well, tell us a little bit about you, uh, Miss Faith Johnson, right now. <laughs> uh, tell us about where where you were born, your family. This is about you. We want the people to know who you are. And, you know, I know a lot of people know who, that see you. Yeah. Well, that's the judge, but. Where do you come from? What made you decide to become a a lawyer?
3: Well, you know, I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, Mm -hmm. and I was born and raised there. I'm the youngest of 13 kids. (laughs) Uh, My mother and my father uh, were married for over 60 years. Wow. Uh, My father died when he was 100 years old. He was about to be 101. Uh, He literally worked till he was about 90 years old. Uh, so that's why I say, okay, get ready, Dallas County. I might be your DA for until I am ninety <laughs> years old. You may not get rid of me. Uh, but uh, you know, we grew up. My my dad was one of those hardworking men who uh, he believed in family. He didn't believe in handouts. Uh, a lot of times, he would work three jobs just to support his family. And I I vaguely remember uh, my sisters used to tell me because it didn't happen while I was uh, when I was before I was born. It happened. Uh, it didn't happen after I was born. It happened before I was born. Uh, my daddy was out of work, and uh, it was maybe a hard time in the whole country. A lot of people might have been out of work, but and he was uh, and he needed a job because I think at that time he had eight kids, uh, and he was going from door to door uh, to find a, to try to get a job, and uh, and people kept refusing. Saying, nope, we're not hiring. And so finally, he went to this one place and said, "Look, hey, I need a job. Hire me." And the guy said, sorry, I'm not hiring anybody. Mm -hmm. And and my daddy persisted. He said, no, I got to feed my wife. I got eight kids. I need a job. Mm -hmm. And the guy said, look, I'm not hiring. If you don't get out of here, I'm going to call the police. And so my daddy looked around and he saw a broom in the corner. And he went over there, grabbed that broom, and he just started sweeping. Mm -hmm. And the guy went over there and said, look, did I tell you we're not hiring? (laughs) And my daddy didn't say a word. He just kept sweeping. He just kept sweeping. And the guy said, get out of here. I'm going to call the police if you don't leave. And my dad dad still didn't respond. And he just kept on sweeping. And the guy finally stood back and said, okay, man, you got a job. And so my daddy stayed on that job uh, for 25 years along with having other jobs. So, you know, that's kind of a part of my background. My daddy was one of those people. He worked hard. Uh, he had integrity. Uh, he had commitment. He was faithful, mm. faithful to his wife, faithful to his kid, faithful to his God. Mm. And uh, he taught us some some great truths that has carried me for years and years and years. So first I start with that kind of background. Uh, went through elementary school, high school, uh, college in Atlanta. Got my uh, master's in Atlanta in counseling and counseling and it was so amazing when I was in um when I was uh uh when I finished my counseling, I I went and one of my first jobs after, you know, when I was in school I would be a water girl and pour water, pour coffee and you know. <laughs> uh, but my real job was at this rehabilitation center and it was so interesting. I had to confess I didn't know anything about drugs. That shows you how my parents showed to us I didn't even know what drugs were, but I got my first job was at a drug rehabilitation <laughs> center. Wow! And uh, and I didn't even know anything about marijuana. Oh. I didn't know nothing about cocaine, heroin. All I knew was that I wanted to help people. Because see, that was one of the things. That's good. That was one of the things. My mom, uh, you know, because you know, we were poor growing up, and my my mother, uh, when I was about to graduate from uh, high school, uh, she had saved twenty five dollars. And she was ready to get me anything I wanted. And that was a lot the of money. money for my mama. <laughs> mm-hmm. And my mama was so excited. She came to me and said, hey, baby girl, I, I got this $25. Uh, wh- wh- what do you want for graduation? I said, mama, I want 100 friends. And my mama looked at me and said, no, 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 baby girl. Do you understand? I have <laughs> saved $25 to get you whatever you want. My mama knew I wanted a new dress. She knew I wanted either a purse, a pair of shoes because I only had about two or three outfits each week going to school. And she just knew I was going to ask for a brand new outfit. (laughs) And I said, Mama, no, 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 I want a hundred. And she said, baby girl, what are you going to do with a hundred friends? I said, Mama, I'm going to do this for them, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to get to do this. So when I was working at the rehabilitation center, and that was my first job, I was excited because I was on the venture to being able to do this and to do that and to be able to change lives. lives. That's all I knew. I Mm -hmm. didn't know drugs. I didn't know what that was, but I knew people were hooked on it Mm -hmm. and I wanted to get unhooked. And I knew that I wanted to be able to speak into their lives to be able to fix them in any kind of way. So that's how I ended up in that job, uh, Alexander. And it was from there that the whole world opened for me because Uh, I uh, was able to go to court and I was I was telling judges, hey, no, 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 don't send those people to prison. Send them to my send them to my rehabilitation center. And I got fascinated over the legal career. Mm -hmm. And that's when I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I just want to go to law school and I want to help people. Do you all know I went to law school? I wouldn't even think about making any money. I just, oh, no, 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 God, I don't need no salary. I just I just want to help folks change their lives impact their lives, that's what it was all about. So that's where the that emphasis of me uh, becoming whatever this is that God has has fashioned me into, it came from a heart of what can I do mm. to make a difference in your life?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Well, so where did you start practicing?
3: Well, I went I was went to school in the Houston and uh, I started as a reggie because when I finished law school uh there was a program out of Howard University mm-hmm. and they and they gave fellowships to 100 law, I'm 100 law students in the whole country mm-hmm. only 100 and I was blessed to be one of those 100 and I was trying to decide whether to go back to Atlanta or come to Dallas cuz I went to school in Houston and a friend of mine said, no, 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 don't go back to Atlanta. He said, come to come to, come to uh, Dallas. He said, that's the best place to be. And I said, okay. And so many people wanted to, of those 100 people, wanted to come to Dallas. Mm. And uh, when I got interviewed, they said, and the guy said, well, why should we let you come to Dallas? And so many people want to go there. Mm. I said, because I can make a difference. I said, those people, those other people who want to come to Dallas, I said, they can't make the difference that I'm going to make. So that's why I need to be in Dallas. So That's how I ended up in Dallas, first working for the legal services. And then from there, I uh, was hired by Henry Wade uh, oh at gosh. the Dallas County District Attorney's office. Yeah, And I worked there for, uh, un- hired under Henry Wade. And of course, when I got hired under Henry Wade, there was only about five African-Americans six African-Americans working at the DA's office when I went to the DA's office. And uh, so uh, he hired me and I said the same thing to him. I say to people where I go, Hey, I'm going to make the difference. And and that's what I said to him. I'm making the difference. And since I'm making a difference,
0: you need me on your team. (laughs) Can I back you up a a second? I want to go back to something that you said. I think you threw out a a legal term that uh, some people may not be familiar with. What's a Reggie?
3: Oh, a Reggie is like a Reginald Hoover a fellowship, and that was a special uh fellowship program out of Howard University okay. where they gave what you call fellowships to a law student who had graduated passed the bar to be able to put them in certain legal uh aid clinics to be able to help the poor okay. uh, and so I was one of those lawyers who had a fellowship, and they were the one that paid for me to work at North Texas uh, Legal Services. So I worked there almost two years Mm -hmm. right before I became a a DA at the Dallas County District Attorney.
2: I also noticed that um, you received a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology and also your Master um, in Georgia. Was this all before the time before you started um, legal firm? Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. And, I, you know, because I...
3: I I knew that that was uh-huh. something I wanted to do, and that is speaking to people lives. Exactly, but I didn't know that. When you look at what the hand of God in my life, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what all that was about. My daddy wanted me to be a teacher, and I said, No, 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 teachers—they they're too smart. I said, I <laughs> I, I mean, teachers. Need, I'm I'm gonna plug for teachers now. Teachers need to be the Absolutely. number one paid people in the, the world. world. Absolutely. You are truly changing lives. Yes. You are truly impacting people. Yes. And I just said to my dad, oh, no, no, I can't do that. That's that's a That's a humongous task. I said, no, I want to be able to just be right there on the corner, speaking people's lives, see what, how I can make a change. That's why I ended up being going into psychology yes. and then going into counseling, uh, because I wanted to be able to say, no, you can. You can do it. I wanted to be somebody, coach. See, I wanted to coach people in life. No, you don't, you don't have to take your life. You don't have to. You can make it. I know you can make it. And I want to be that cheerleader, cheering you on.
0: Our sponsors are Jose Guillen for the podcast from Old House Barbecue in Carrollton in Louisville. And Roberto Perez of Miller Title Texas is a sponsor for the radio show. And we are in the middle of an interview with Faith Johnson, who is the next dallas county district attorney
3: wow well,
2: that's next. how you do that you. That's right, it. Yes.
0: It. Yes. Well,
3: and i'm glad you said next and you didn't say well we hope so you remember alexandra said that at the beginning no 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 it's not a hope it, it. is a is. It, <laughs> is it is it
1: is well judge i want to bring us back and we're going to do cheerleading so tell us a little bit of it. when you came to dallas you went to work for wade and then what happened after that what is well, what's well, your journey I,
3: I went through the uh, dallas county district attorney's office and as i said it you know you know, maybe about five uh, African-Americans are there at the time that I was hired. And, and I think at some point it became, you know, maybe seven of us. And um, Wade, that was his last term when I started with Wade. So Judge Vance, John Vance, oh who was God, a, yes. on the Court of Appeal, he ran for DA and he won. because uh Because Wade retired. He, that's the only reason why he was no longer the DA, because he retired, because he was he was famous. He, he was the longest running D.A. in the history of Dallas County. Um, and so Vance, uh, Vance was then became the D.A. and I, you know, moved through the ranks uh, from being a misdemeanor prosecutor up to felony. And when, when Vance, um, Vance came, he did some very innovative things. He wanted a special unit for, the ch- for child abuse. Uh, it was amazing what we were doing in Dallas County back then. People who molested kids would, would easily get probation because people didn't understand and didn't know how to try those cases. Mm. And Vance said, no, we got to have a special unit that's really paying attention to these cases. And so he approached me and said, hey, Faith, will you help me start this unit? And I did. I was I became the first chief. And uh, and I had two or three people uh, working under me, so I was the first uh, uh, African American female uh, yes. felony chief, hmm. and and um, at the DA's office. And I developed that unit. We had about three other prosecutors working with me. So where they used to give uh, probation, we were getting forty years and and fifty years and life sentences. I remember one case there was a, a guy who worked as a Boy Scout leader, and he was a teacher. And he had molested over a period of time, probably about 50 kids mm. uh, in his whole lifetime. And, and that's part of what they do is that they befriend you mm-hmm. and they, you know, they become your confidant and your counselor. And, and he was in a perfect place to uh, to really, you know, uh, school these kids and get them uh, attracted to him. And I was able to get seven life sentences uh, wow. on that on that on that uh, Boy Scout leader. So I was excited about that. And after I had done that for two years, Vance approached me and he said, we were, they were starting a new court, it created a new court in Dallas County. And Vance said, Faith, you ought to put your name in the hat. He said, there's never been an African-American female criminal district judge in the state of Texas. He said, we're getting ready to create a new bench. And so I did that. I said, oh, I prayed about it first mm-hmm. uh, and for 30 days. And I I, I was led to go ahead and do it. And so I first thing I did, I got my prayer warriors. I said, hey, we're going to pray about this. We're going to pray through this whole process. Mm-hmm. I had 100 people praying for me. And I didn't know anything about politics. All I knew was work, Yeah, helping people. That was where I came from. And what year was this? Uh, that was in 1989. 1989. Yeah. 89, that's when they created the 363rd, a brand new court. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anybody. I just said, I, and I put down my pastor as a <laughs> reference, mm-hmm. my teacher. I didn't know you were supposed to put down political people who can, you know, impact the governor's decision, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I put down pastor, teacher. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I was just sitting there waiting for the governor to call me for my interview Uh and the governor really already knew who he was going to appoint. Oh, yeah. But I was waiting for an interview, and I was just just, just uh, waiting by the phone. Which and they govern- never called me. Excuse me, which governor was that? That was Governor Clements. And I just kept waiting by the phone, and they never called. So I called them. I said, hey. uh, "Did you, I said, "I put my, my name in for this position, but y'all forgot to call me for an interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, oh, they said, yeah, 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 come on down, come on down. Wow. So, you know, I, I bet you a dime to a penny. That no one in their whole life has ever called somebody and said to them, "You forgot to call me and invite me down for an interview." But and that's it, the way to do it. That was
0: that's the way. You, to that's do
3: it.
1: how you
0: get a job. That's, that's how right. you get a I
3: job. You <laughs> let <laughs> and, them know. And I said, "You forgot to." And I, those were my words. I said, "You forgot to call me." Uh huh. And that's so right. I went down there, and they were thoroughly impressed. But the governor knew who he was going to appoint because, yeah. uh, you know, Martha Weizen at the time was one of his. Uh, campaign manager, mm-hmm. she ran Reagan's, uh, you know, Texas campaign, so she was very popular, mm-hmm. and she pretty much had recommended to him who he ought to appoint. And so I got a letter, you know, a week later, a call that says, "No, sorry, we didn't. We you you were fantastic. We hope you a lot of success, and we're looking forward to you serving at some time." But the governor's going to go another way, mm-hmm. and so I went back to my prayer partners because I knew I heard the Lord clearly that this was mine. I knew that he had said that in my spirit. And uh, so I just went back to my prayer ward and said, hey, just keep praising the Lord, thanking him for this position. And people heard that I kept telling them to praise the Lord and thank him. And they said, uh, somebody came up to me. Why are you telling people to pray for you? You know, the governors have already called you and told you you didn't get that job. (laughs) I said, well, no, just keep praising the Lord, thanking him. Amen. And what happened is the person got appointed and they were in the position. And something happened and they had to step down and and they got it in September. They had to step down in November because of what this big news story. Mm -hmm. And then the governor turned back around and he appointed me in December. Yeah. So God is good. And, you know, and I don't apologize for my faith. I love the Lord. I'm telling you, you all that I love exactly. him. He's I my see Lord. You, a proud, you. I'm a proud member of the mm-hmm. Potter's mm-hmm. house. I'm a proud member of the Potter's house, and uh, but and, and I'm only putting that plug in because I'm telling you this this little testimony is that I never gave up because I trusted that God was going to do what He said He was going to do in my life, and that's why when somebody said to me, "You know, you didn't get that." No, I didn't know I didn't get that. Right. I knew in the spirit realm it was mine. Yeah. And I trusted God for it and he turned that thing around. And that's why I say to people, I'm running for Dallas County District Attorney. I trust God for the victory in this race. And I'm doing my part because faith without work won't do, won't accomplish not one little thing. That's right. It's taking faith and it's taking work. And just like how the Lord moved. And bless me to be the judge of the 363rd District Court in the state of Texas. I became the first African-American female yes. criminal district judge in the whole state of yes. Texas. And I served there for 17 years handling all kinds of criminal cases from theft to robbery to rapes to all the way up to murder and capital murder. Yes. Those are the kind of cases I handle, the kind of history I have in the legal field. And I go back and say, thank you, Lord, for blessing me and, tr- and trusting me with the, with the, that position to be able to impact lives. again, going right, all the way back to what I told my mama, mm-hmm. I just want to be able to help folks. And exactly. when you look at my life, whether it's being a counselor, whether it's being an uh, uh, assistant district attorney, and whether or not it's being a judge at the 363rd and then eventually becoming— my own law practice, and then the governor, uh, Governor Abbott appointing me as the DA in 2017 and 2018, Mm. and now running as your Dallas County District Attorney. I am on a mission, and that mission is all about what can I do to
2: serve the people of Dallas County. Absolutely. Wow. That is absolutely wonderful. Okay, Judge, as you prepare to run for the Dallas County DA this year for November, Can you tell me or explain to all of us here, um, what is the most important, the priority of Dallas regarding what's going on with guns, violence? What can be done to make it better when you're going to take position? What is the first thing you're going to do? I'm committed to restoring
3: law and order to this county. I am, I am, not will be, I am the person who takes my oath seriously. So when I raise my hand and say to you that I will uphold the laws of this state and of the United States and the Constitution, that's what I'm going to do. You can count on me to do this. Yes, it's lawlessness going on. And when you see some of the present policies Of the current DA, one of the key things is the fact that you can go into a store and steal up to $750 and not be prosecuted, not have any kind of accountability. Yes. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. So that's one of the first thing I want to be able to get rid of, uh, the fact that you can go into a store, whether it's a, a large store, a small store, it doesn't matter, and be able to steal and get away with and have no accountability and uh, and you feel like you can go in there ten times a day, and some business owners have literally gone out of business because people are stealing them
0: blind. Right, and then the neighborhood suffers. Yeah, no, that's right. the neighborhood suffers those businesses. Right, that's
3: right. Exactly. I have a I have I'm on one lady who's going to do a testimony for me. She was a single mom, had three kids, had a really profitable business, but people were stealing them blind, mm-hmm. and she finally had to go out of business. And guess where what she's doing now? She's on welfare with mm. her three kids. Yeah. Yeah. So that policy got to go. Mm-hmm. We gotta be able to say to criminal that we're not saying that we got we're gonna help people, but you gotta and that's the why I say to people, I'm a proven leader. But you gotta know when to do and when not to do. We gotta be able to take crime serious. Absolutely. And we gotta let folks know our good law-abiding citizen that we're here for you. We are, I'm concerned about the safety and security of everybody in this county. And it doesn't matter who, what you look like. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter how much money you make or don't make. I'm concerned about the fact that we got to protect
2: the citizens of Dallas County. So that's one of the concerns I have. Thank you. Yes. I was just wanting to ask because it's been on the news that the fear of walking down deep Elm. Mm. Yeah. And that, what a place that we're also able to go down and enjoy entertainment, you know the restaurants, the mm-hmm. food. But now is the fear mm-hmm. of you know walking down deep Ellum. So and, what do you think and about not just you deep Ellum
3: Walking down, I, you, I, I'm when it comes nine o'clock, I'm I want I'm to ready be at go home. in. <laughs> I want to be at home before the sun <laughs> goes down. Absolutely. I mean, and then so many of us are feeling that way yes. because really people feel. Like the criminals have taken over Dallas County. Well they have Yes.
0: My name is Michael Clark. I' am usually just the producer, but I am acting as co-host today uh, because we have a wonderful special guest and a first-time co-host with us as well, Alexandra: Marshall
1: Johnson. she was our guest last yes, year and she was you. so amazing. This shes is, a, this great. She's, she's in the music business, she's in theater. Theater, theater, and yeah. also she's an author. Of how to keep your husband is that what you said? Yeah.
2: <laughs> shortcuts and practical ways to survive
0: marriage, how to oh,
2: remain in love. To remain and in know, love. And right
0: after we did that interview, I I sent that book to my wife and she she's not insulted if I tell show her like, "Hey, this is how we can improve our marriage" or anything oh, like that. Yes, she she does, I love so it. I I always Thank after you. after interviews like that where I am just moved by whatever the guest has for us I always forward that on to my wife and so I remember doing that with your book last Thank time when you were on yeah
2: that's awesome you yes. that's awesome. awesome I appreciate and, it
1: and let me also tell you about her daughter which I've had the honor to get to meet wait her. till it, you
2: bring her in Miss I can't she wait awesome. but also
1: the music they play oh yeah. my gosh they are so amazing Their are her group is spectacular they do a little bit
0: of yes. jazz and talent yes, yes. absolutely
1: and they can dance, and they can sing, so I'm looking forward to have a little group come and play here for us awesome, anyway, so we're excited so I'm gonna go back and and welcome our judge faith Johnson back and tell ask her a couple of questions We state you were telling us a little bit about you were judge for seventeen years. What did you do after you left the judgeship
3: uh I left and and by the way, I left uh in two thousand and six uh Every judge that ran as a Republican uh, back in two thousand and six literally lost their seat and so december thirty first two thousand and six was my last day as a judge of the three hundred and sixty third and it was so amazing uh, I saw how other judges it's almost like uh, they over. were yeah they were like, "Wow, I lost and you know some of them stopped coming to work and mm. some of them was kind of spinning the their um Uh, Up their little special funds that was uh, applicable to just their their bench, and I just kept working. I mean, I took the one day off right after the election because I was tired, but then I went to work the rest of the week, and I worked up until December the 31st, 2006. In fact, I think I worked about 9 or 10 o'clock that night because I wanted to get everything ready for the next judge.
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
3: uh, that was just my commitment because, you know, it, what, it, nothing belongs to you. You serve as long as you serve at the will of the people and the people has spoken. I honored the people's voice and I continue to serve out my term. So once I did that, it was amazing. Uh, one of the law firms, they saw all those judges uh, losing. And this one law firm they was looking at, they was telling me how they were looking at TV and they said, of all the judges that lost, they said, we want Faith Johnson. And they were calling me the very next day after the election, wanting to interview me and make me a partner uh, in their law firm. And so I did go, I interviewed, talked to them and uh, agreed to work with them as a partner. And that, that law firm... Specialized in representing churches, which, which was great, mm-hmm. and nonprofits. And that got me uh, to working with churches, which was another uh, just marvelous opportunity to still impact lives and to be able to impact the kingdom because so many churches really didn't understand some of their liability okay. and the fact that, that they're, they had some legal liabilities and vulnerability. And I have all kinds of possibilities of things that could have happened to them. So to be able to learn that and to work in that area was special to me. So I worked there for a couple of years, Alexander, and then I started my own Faith Johnson and Associate. And we continue to do that, work with churches. And I did some little criminal and then some uh, probate matters. And uh, after I did that uh, for uh, up through 2016, Um, an opening came up in the Dallas County District Attorney's office because the uh, DA who was elected resigned after serving about a year and a half. And so Governor Abbott had the opportunity to appoint someone to fill out that term. And so I was appointed in December of 2016 and served Dallas County as the Dallas County District Attorney for 2017
0: well, 2017. well, hold on a second. How did your name get in uh, Governor Abbott's uh, hat? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what How
3: was that? That was phenomenal because um, I don't even think the governor is, is, is I, when you say, you know, history repeats itself. Um, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, the governor. Did you so, call him? I didn't have to call him, <laughs> but uh, um, a man by the name of John Scott, who is now in the Secretary of State. Yes. Uh, he didn't know me. Forrest Smith, who was, who was a dear friend of mine, was a good friend of John. And uh, so Forrest was trying to help me get this appointment. And uh, and so he introduced me to John. And John said, only on the basis of what Forrest Smith said, I'm going to go to bat for you because he didn't know me. And mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to push you in front of the in front of the governor. And when he started, he, he came back and said, well, no, they got somebody else in mind. But of course, you know me, I have my <laughs> yeah. prayer warriors out there and we we're praying and we we're believing that things are going to change based on prayer and our belief. And so because when he first started, I said, no, the governor's thinking about, you know, going another way. And, and so as it kept going and going and he kept coming back and reporting, he said, well, no, they're thinking, they're linking. They're going to invite you down uh, to have an interview. And I went down and had my interview, and one of the questions they asked me, and they said, why you and not so-and-so? Mm-hmm. I said, they can't do it. I said, I'm the <laughs> girl for the job. I said, I can do it. I said, those other people you're interviewing, they can't do it? They can't do it. They can't handle it. I said, I'm the one wow. that's going to be able to make it happen. Mm-hmm. I said, they can't make it happen. I can And I was very forceful and very adamant right. and very confident and, and a, they got that and they saw that they were impressed that's with what it me takes. and they were impressed with mm-hmm. my I, I had already laid a, i had a plan in terms of what i was going to do as Z. I had a written plan that i took with me and shared with them i said now this is what we're going to do and i laid it out it was like a 15 page plan they were impressed and i went there with confidence and it's not that i was trying to Show them some confidence. I had confidence. Well, judge, and mm-hmm. also
1: we must go back because there were so many serious problems in that oh, office. Yeah. I mean it yeah. was a disaster. It was disaster. Yeah, and I think it, it, they were looking at what are we going to do? Yeah, and we need strength and we need leadership. And there was not very many, you know, many people that applied. Yes, they 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 want to be part of it. Yeah. but you had you have leadership. Yeah, and that's what makes a difference. And you had God with you. Yeah, and it was really a, a very um. I I just didn't know what was going to happen to that department mm-hmm. if it hadn't been for, for the governor doing mm-hmm. something right away because yeah. there were issues going oh, really bad. Yeah. Serious
3: yeah. issue was yeah. the lowest morale ever, yep. ever in the yeah. history of the Dallas County DA's office. I
0: mean, it was terrible. So so you got in there after appointment, yeah. And tell us about some of the initiatives that you had while you were DA. Yeah. What What is the expunction expo? That didn't sound familiar to me at all.
3: Yes, Oh that was something that. Uh, and and I don't take all the credit for that. Tiffany Young, who was a city council person, mm-hmm. had approached other people to want to make that happen and and uh, to help um, uh, expunge people record who, under the law, their records could be expunged. And no one, and some of the people didn't know that their records could uh, uh, legally and officially be expunged based on the law. So the only thing we did is say, hey, this is a law. Mm-hmm. And it's going to help people. Yeah. See, that's what you, and as a DA, yeah, the DA is responsible for making certain you're safe and secure, the people of Dallas County. But to the extent that we want to be able to help and get you into a place that we can help you be a better citizen, that's part of it too. So that's how we got involved and in I teamed with her, team with Petrie. We came together. I did, we did the first expo. Where well, we were able to expunge people' records yeah. under the law. If you had a dismissal, if you had a not guilty, if you had a no bill, a lot of people didn't know that you can get those records. Expunge. So
0: you were purposely that office uh, under your leadership was purposely seeking out these people, yes, and trying to improve their lives, yes, in a way that they didn't know was possible.
3: They didn't know it was possible, and it was so interesting. It has grown, system. That's one of the things I, I love about the current DA. At least he didn't. He realized that was a great pro program and he expanded on it. and of course there's so much more I'm going to do with it when mm-hmm. I get back in office but so many other DA offices throughout the state saw what I was doing and it caught hold and they're doing the same thing in Tarrant County, Kaufman mm-hmm. County and some of these other counties because pretty much some people just make some bad mistakes and mm-hmm. some people just do some crazy things and they regret it. And oh, they yeah. really have changed. Yeah. So when people change, we want to be able to restore them back into society. And, and guess what? We want them to help take the load of paying taxes, getting a good job, getting married, mm-hmm. having a family and that sort of thing so that they can help all of us make our country and our state and our county great. It takes a, a, a family. It takes a group it take of a us. village, yeah, to be able to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, it so, takes sure. a village. So that was yes, that was one of my uh, my signature uh, accomplishments okay. uh, in the Dallas County District Attorney's office.
1: But Judge, I also see that you also uh, started the satellite office, the community satellite offices for domestic violence. Is that correct? I did family that. Family yes, violence.
3: We had fourteen satellite offices. No one had ever thought about coming to the people. And that was the reason why I started those satellite offices. Do you know family violence victims, once they are abused like that, it's hard to get them out of the house. Mm-hmm. They won't come down mm-hmm. to the to the uh, uh, district attorney's office to try to file a complaint. Right. And one of the things I said, I said, we're coming to you. And we set up those offices all over the county. Women were so excited. And women who didn't have that opportunity, they, used, they would come to me when I was out in the community and say, we are so happy that you started that. They said we wish we had it when we came along, because it made it so much easier for them to lodge, to complain, and to voice their concern and to file their complaint. Because we came to them, and that was that was one of the key, another key initiative that I started when I was with the DHR. Are those still open, or are they- I'm not certain. What they're not as many, and I don't think the emphasis is there. Uh, when I go out, people really want that to. Uh, to get started again, to, to or, you know, get back started again, and we want to hopefully do that. Uh, that's one of the things we want to do. Not only that, human trafficking. Enough emphasis is not on that. Uh, Dallas County is one of the biggest area of human trafficking, and believe it or not, human trafficking is a such a money maker. People making more money on human
1: trafficking
0: yeah.
3: than drugs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Than drugs.
1: You're listening to Alexander and Friends 660, The Answer. The show is brought to you by Roberto Perez, Miller Tidal, and Mr. Guillen with Old House Barbecue in Carrollton and Farmers in Louisville. We also want to thank our guest from last week, Amy W., who used to work for the Planned Parenthood. And she was an amazing guest. And we've had a lot of wonderful calls about her uh, subject, so we hope to bring her back soon.
0: And if you'd like to listen to that, you can go to the podcast section of the website and click on that or search wherever you get podcasts for Alexandra and Friends. And Alexandra, I wanted to mention that this being the anniversary of the moon landing, where the American spirit and the bravery and courage and brains behind the space program is the same kind of initiative that it takes to do something like the judge is doing.
1: That is right. And I think I want to, when we come back, I want to talk about a little bit about the veterans uh, court.
0: This is Michael Clark, and I'm sitting here with Alexandra Fincher and also with Faith Johnson, the next Dallas County District Attorney, and our co-host, Marshall Johnson. Sorry, John, Johnson also yes. Johnson. I'm sorry. That's why I forgot. The two Johnsons. Johnson. Yes.
1: That's why I feel so good. I guess God is here with us because I can feel that. Oh, I don't know. I cannot tell you how, I, how good I feel. Judge, I hope you've enjoyed being here oh, today, yes. but I think yes. that people needed to hear your story because, you know, you hear what you're when you're talking to the people, I want to do this, I want to do that, but when they hear about your parents and you and how you grew up and where you're going and your journey, that's mm-hmm. what I like to, mm-hmm. to learn. So just uh, real quick, tell us a little bit about the other courts. We I understand we have a veterans court. Mm-hmm. What does that do for our veterans? Well, it's a
3: special court where we are... Putting special emphasis on helping veteran when they encounter the criminal justice system. So we have all kinds of courts down there, Veteran, the mentally challenged, and child abuse. We got you know special DWI. But that veteran court—that was the whole idea. So that uh, you know veterans are uh, have are faced with all kinds of issues. I mm-hmm. mean. First of all, I love them. The fact that they did something daring that we, most of us, won't do. The fact that they were pretty much willing to give up their lives so that we could have freedom. Mm. So that's why it was important to have a veteran court. So we said, no, these men and women have encountered certain things in their lifetime just serving. And so when they encountered the criminal justice system, when you think about it, a lot of that go back to, uh, some of the things that they may have experienced when they right. were serving in the armed forces. So that's why we uh, and I didn't start a veteran court. It was started before I got that. But we made certain that we had the prosecutors and we did everything that we can do for veterans who came through that.
0: Court. Right. There's unintended consequences yes. of mm-hmm. having served. Sometimes. Yes, yeah.
3: exactly. And we got to understand that and we have to yeah. try to accommodate that. That's why I say to people. You know, a lot of people say you're going to be tough on crime. No, no, no. I'm going to be I'm going to be smart on crime. Smart. Uh, just smart. Word. Yes. I'm yes. not soft. I'm definitely getting away from soft. See, that's what a proven leader is all about. Knowing yes. what to do and what not to do and when to do Doing, and when not how to I do. I say it. <laughs> who to mm-hmm. do and who not to do. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to understand that. That's what you got to have. Wisdom. Knowledge, understanding, discernment. discernment. You don't just get up yeah. and be something. That's Baby, right. you got to be ready. Uh, you know, it's all kinds of things that get you ready to be a leader because that's one of the main important positions of being the Dallas County District Attorney is being a true leader, mm-hmm. a proven leader who's going to be able to say, we trust this woman to protect us and watch over us and keep us, make certain that we secure Right now, the criminals are laughing at us. They're mm-hmm. laughing at us because they know they got a free, they got a free ride uh, in so many cases, and and that got to stop. And we got to turn back the tide and make certain that the people of Dallas County feel safe and secure, and they got a DA who's concerned about them and concerned about their lives.
1: So, Judge, I'm going to ask a very uh, a question that's been bothering me. What what happens to the judges that do not follow the law or, or become a rogue. I've, what been, I've
0: been reading about some of this yes. recently in the news about uh, judges in Dallas County having lots of uh, complaints filed right. against them.
1: And attorneys, yeah. recu- the want them to recuse, and yeah. they don't.
3: What, what does the district attorney handle a, the judges also, or not? no, 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 no? And that's one Stay in your lane. <laughs> I mean, no, that's why I want to well, make the, sure the district attorney is not the judge and the defendant, right, and the defense lawyer and the chief. You D A UDA. <laughs> understand what you do right. as the district attorney, and you took an oath to uphold the laws in the of this state and this in in this country. And pretty much the DA is the lawyer for the people. We're your lawyer, and that's what's missing. So if there's a concern about a judge, yes, you got the Ethics Commission. Of course, you know, there are some things going on. I have no personal knowledge about any of that, so I really can't speak to it. But there is a process. Uh, If people think that something is inappropriate, it's not right, we do have things in place, systems in place for people to be able to address those concerns. And if you got a concern about a judge, yes, you can go to the State Ethics Very. Commission to be able to lodge those concerns and those complaints. And that's been happening, not only for this judge or that one, but it's been happening throughout time, really, when you think about yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to get a little bit of
0: information yes. on that because yeah. the
3: district you hear the district attorney, you feel like they're everything. But they're not. They, some of them might want to be everything. This one <laughs> may want to be everything, but they're not everything. They are the Dallas County District Attorney, and that's it. I am not the judge of the 363rd. I'm not the chief probation officer. I'm not the chief of the public defender's office. I'm not, no, I'm not a criminal defense attorney. Or the
0: chief of police. I, so,
3: or the chief of police. <laughs> I am the Dallas County <laughs> District Attorney. Okay. So if I stay in my lane, I can, can protect you, and I can watch over the people of Dallas County because that's what you entrusted me to do. Take care of you. You want to be taken care of. You want to make certain that you're secure and safe. If we can just get focused on that, maybe we're gonna get it's gonna get better. If we really get back to what the position that we have signed up to do and do those duties and do that job, baby, you're gonna feel okay about walking down Elm Street again, <laughs> walking down Deep Ellen, yeah. going out at nine o'clock and ten o'clock at night. You're gonna get a little safe because we're gonna clean things up so that you can be safe and feel safe and know that you're safe under the right D.A., Faith Johnson, Dallas County District Attorney. Amen on that. Yeah. All right. So, Judge, when is election? Or what? The election, uh, early voting is going to start sometime in October. We don't, I don't have those dates yet, but mm-hmm. the actual uh, election day is November the 8th. Let your voice be heard.
2: Absolutely. If you don't
3: like what you see, and you want a, a a change and you know that Faith Johnson can make that change i have the history of being a proven leader one of the things the Dallas Morning News said about me in 2018 they said that she is an exceptional leader i had never gotten an endorsement from the Dallas Morning News of all the time i ran but they and they could have easily opted and said oh we're not going to say anything mm-hmm. uh, but they said She's a proven leader she's exceptional, so i 'm a proven leader I'm committed to protecting our communities I'm committed to promoting justice, making certain that the laws are adhered to, my office carry out, the people are protected. I want folks to know I care about you. I really do care. I know you I do. care about everybody in this county. I want to make certain you're safe. I want to make certain you're secure. And I want to make certain that it doesn't matter what you look like. I don't care if you black, white, purple, yellow. I don't care if you're young. old. I don't care if you uh, if you're rich or poor. I care about you. And I got a plan to make certain that Dallas is safe for you as your next Dallas County District Attorney.
2: Well, tell us. um, That was wonderful. So tell us about your the campaigns that's coming up. Let's let the listeners know what you got planned in the next couple of months, just in case we have people who would like to come out and help volunteer to yeah. help you uh, with your campaign. Yeah. So share some of that with us. One of the big things is about to happen, we're having our grand opening
3: for our headquarters, our new campaign headquarters, is at 2999 Turtle Creek. Uh, That's our headquarters. And then we will have a satellite office uh, in DeSoto at 1223 East Beltline. So I want people to know I'm out there in the community, been out there. And that's why we have a satellite office in DeSoto. So on August the 4th Mm -hmm. at 11 o'clock, 2999 Turtle Creek, we're having our grand opening. I'm inviting everybody to come and be with us as we kick off uh, the Faith Johnson campaign for Dallas County District Attorney on that day. Could That's you give like, us your website and your Facebook? Page? Our website is www.faithjohnsonforda.com. Go on my website, volunteer, donate, because it's going to take money to run this campaign. We want to be able to get on TV, send out mailers. Uh, do texting messaging, so I need your support in any kind of way. Get the word out, get people to the poll. you come to the poll now, your dogs and your cats cannot vote, <laughs> but you can vote if you're eighteen years of age of older and you're registered in Dallas County, get registered if you're not registered and go vote, take ten people to the poll, go to my website www.faithjohnsonforda.com. Go to my Facebook. Same thing. Look for faithjohnsonforda.com. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're on all of that. Join us. Follow us so you can keep up with what's going on in the Faith Johnson campaign. I need your support. I need you to get on board. We are going to make a difference together so that we all can live finally, can breathe finally. So I want you all to know that help is on the way. Hold on. Help is on the way. And with you supporting this campaign, we will make that difference, and we will be able to impact lives all over the county of Dallas. So Faith Johnson, your next Dallas County District Attorney. Wow. man.
1: Wow. We're getting ready to close our segment this evening. So can you just tell the voters why they are going to vote for you?
3: You're voting for me because I care about you. I really do care. If you got anything from what I've said, go back to me identifying back when I was 17 years old. I never thought I I was going to be a politician or anything, a DA or judge or lawyer. I just knew then I just wanted to help. Well, the same heart that I had back then, I got today. I just want to be able to impact lives. I care about you. I want your life to be good. I want a difference, a change in your life, a difference in your life. So that's why you're going to vote for me, is I care about you and I care about what's happening to the people of Dallas County. And you also care about the law. I care about the law. I'm committed to upholding my oath to making certain that the law is applied the way it ought to be applied in this county. To everybody, correct? To everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. So I've said that and I'll say it 10 hundred times. I care about you and doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what you look at. Doesn't matter what you make. I want to make certain that you're safe and secure and the laws are
0: upheld in Dallas County.
1: Judge, what a great evening this has been. Michael, what do you think?
0: I think it's wonderful, and I think that I'm paraphrasing the founders of the country when I say that properly applied law encourages freedom.
1: Yes. Freedom is what we're talking about. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here this evening, and you're going to be coming back
2: again very soon. I'm so excited. Thank Thank you you again.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for listening this evening to Alexandra Friends 660, The Answer. Be sure and follow us on Alexandra Friends 660 or on Facebook.
0: And be sure to visit Old House Barbecue in Carrollton and in Louisville and say hi to uh, Mr. Guillen there. He is the proprietor and owner there. And also Roberto Perez of Miller Title, Texas, is a sponsor for the radio show.
1: Yes. And thank you, Amy, for a great show last week. And we're really looking forward to having you back. Yes. Thank you so much. And we'll be back next Saturday night at 10 p.m. on 660 The Answer.
0: Have a good night. Good night. Good night. Hey, soy Jose Guillén, dueño de All House Barbecue. Y patrocinamos el show de Alejandra y Friends. Nuestros dos lugares están en Carrollton y Luzvio. Nuestra página web es allhousebarbecue.com. Vengan a vernos. You've been listening to Alexandra and Friends, the podcast. Reach out to us on Facebook at Alexandra and Friends or write us an email, Alexandraandfriends660 at gmail.com. Be sure to mark us as one of your favorite podcasts so you never miss an episode.